0: Would you pray with me, please? Oh, Father God, we do thank you and honor you and worship you. Father, for all things. But we don't just worship you and we don't just thank you, Father, for what you have done. We worship and thank you because who you are. Father, it's not about receiving, but it's about acknowledging and remembering that you are God. Our life is wrapped up with you from the moment of conception all the moment, Father, to, to we, the day we come to you. You are our Lord, our God, our protector, our sustainer. You are our Father, our Redeemer, our Savior. You are all things, my Father, and nothing in our lives. Is without you. We adore you, Father. We adore you and thank you for what you have done in our lives and who you've been in our lives. I praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to be introducing you today to a psalm, uh, Psalm 100 but before i uh, i do that i want to uh spend some time talking a little bit about thanksgiving and what is in my heart um so but first of all i want to wish you all a very happy and blessed thanksgiving day i pray the lord continues to bless you and continues to shower with you with his presence now, as I, um, as I was thinking about thanksgiving, I was thinking that the, the sweetest, the sweetest and the most uh, beautiful thing we can ever find in a person's life and in a person's heart uh, is an attitude of gratefulness and a, an attitude of thankfulness. It's just so sweet to meet people who who live in that constant attitude of knowing that whatever we have and whatever we are, humbly comes from God. And And it's sweet to meet people like that, rather than the opposite of meeting people who are always complaining and looking at what they don't have, instead of what they have. One of the sweetest and most beautiful attitudes we can find in any person is to find people who have an attitude of gratefulness and of thankfulness. In fact, I believe that gratitude and thankfulness is one of the greatest virtues that may be in a person's life. And And one of the greatest necessities, particularly in us Christians, I mean, beyond anybody else, it is a necessity for us who believe in God, it is a necessity to be grateful and thankful when we consider what God has done in our lives. From salvation the salvation of a sinner, the reconciliation of a lost soul, the drawing of the love of God upon someone who was a stranger. When we consider what God has done in us spiritually, not just physically, if there's any group of people on earth that should be grateful and thankful and be filled, and having our lips always an attitude of thanksgiving, it should be the Christians. All the good that has come into our lives, all the transformation, all the changes, all the building up, That has occurred in you and in me that has not left us like we were once but is constantly growing us into a maturity that is amazing all of that comes from a living God who's not distant but who's ever present in our lives even in the difficult moments of our lives And it is an attitude, the attitude of thanksgiving and the attitude of gratefulness, it is an attitude that comes from a heart that has been opened and blessed with sincerity and truth. And which has been liberated from the burdens of self-centeredness and selfishness. Gratitude comes from a heart that is opened, that has been opened by the love of God, that has been opened and blessed and freed from the self-centeredness that was sometimes ours in the past. But it not only comes from a heart that's been blessed, i truly believe with all my heart that gratefulness and thanksgiving produces in us produces in us peace in times of trouble it's not just what god has done to open us and move in is that there is there's something that is grown and birthed out of that experience which gives us peace in the times of trouble. That gives us gentleness in the midst of the roughness that we sometimes meet in life. That gives us joy in the times and in the midst of chaos that at times happens. An attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of of thankfulness helps us through the midst of those things it it is it, it produces in us trust in the midst of difficulties because thankfulness tells us and reminds us Of a time when we were blessed and we know that that same God is still blessing and it's a God that can continue to bless as he has blessed us in the past. And that the God we have experienced as Savior, Lord, King, Provider and Sustainer remains the same yesterday, today and forever. So gratitude, a heart that knows how to be grateful and thankful, is a heart out of which is produced a peace that the world cannot give, or that situations cannot give. A gentleness that comes from knowing the soothness of God's love. A joy that is not dependent on circumstances, but is dependent on the presence of God and a trust in the midst of times when we wonder, where is God? A heart that is open to the Lord knows he's not far. An attitude of thankfulness softens us to receive. Doesn't it? An attitude of thankfulness softens us to receive because we recognize that we need and are not self sufficient. When we experience gratitude and thankfulness, it softens our heart to receive instead of the attitude that I am self-sufficient and I am so proud I cannot receive from God or from the people that God sends into my life to give me at times of need. A grateful heart says, Father, no matter which way you bless me, my heart receives your blessing. I'm not too proud to receive and I'm not too proud to thank you for your blessing. So, a heart that is grateful softens our hearts to receive, but it also encourages our hearts to be givers. Because we know how much we've received, we give. We give, sometimes even sacrificially, because we have received sacrificially. How many of us see some people in need and we know we have just a few dollars and still take it out of our pockets and give it? How many of us may be at times in a hurry and still stop to bless someone or to do something for somebody? How many of us even deal lovingly with people who are not loving toward us? because we know that God so loved us when we too were unlovable. So a heart that is filled with grace, with gratitude, with thanksgiving, is a heart that knows how to receive, but it's also a heart that looks for a way to give. And finds ways, even in little things, to give something, to give away even a, a greeting, even a kiss, even a, a loving note, when we have nothing else to give, we still feel that we're rich enough already in God that we can give a prayer, that we can give a call, that we can give a word, because we know it's within us, and in our hearts are grateful and filled, and it softens us to receive, but it also encourages us to give. People who do not know how to look to God for their blessings only know how to fight for them and only know how to depend on their own strength and their own abilities and their own efforts. And what happens when we have that in us is that no matter how strong you think you are, or how able, or how um, how much effort you can put in things, it still leaves you unsatisfied. Because the reality is that no matter how much we try, we really don't have the ability to fix everything in life. You know, people who, whose heart are close to the Lord, they only have themselves to depend on, and they find themselves alone in times of trouble. And they find themselves hurting in times of difficulties and they're so dependent on a finite that is unable to truly satisfy and change things the way God can and does how many people do we know who's not who are not grateful people they're also the some of the most miserable people you can imagine they're sad They're lonely. They don't have someone to go to that can hear their pain, hear their cry, and answer their prayers. A grateful and thankful heart opens us to the presence of God. How many of you have read of a guy named uh, Rudier Kipling? Ever heard of Kipling? Uh, Kipling was a very famous uh, British uh, poet and writer. Um, he, He was famous, not posthumously, he was famous during his own life. And he made a lot of money from his writings. One time, a newspaper person, a uh, cane, and they and, and that individual approached Kipling and said to Kipling, mr. Kipling, someone who has read your stuff has figured out that the money you have made equals to about a hundred dollars. Per word you ever wrote and Kipling said oh my goodness I I never did the math I I had no idea that that was what it was so in a kind of cynical way the reporter pulls out a hundred dollar bill and he gives it to Kipling and says to him, "Give me one of your one hundred dollar words." <laughs> and Kipling uh, looks at the hundred dollar bill, and he takes it from the guy, folds it, put it in his pocket, and says, "Thanks," <laughs> and walks away. That, that was his $100 word for the moment. And then there's another guy that I, I was just reading about, whose name I'm sure you have known, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes. Uh, Mr. Holmes, in, in talking about gratitude and thankfulness, he made a comparison that that really touched me uh to today when I read it and read it several times from yesterday to today in preparation and and he says that if he were to give you if he were to give any of us a, a little sandbox and and that person said to us in this sandbox, which is full of sand, in the sand, there are particles of iron. And we would try and go through the sand and pick out the particles of iron, or the pieces of iron, and we would, you know how we would go through sand, like a child would play through the sandbox, and looking for the little particles of sand, he says, the reality is that many of these particles are not visible to the eye, and you probably can't even find them by the touch. But the moment that you bring some kind of a good strong magnet, and you put it over the sand; all these iron uh, particles would just shoak, just just be attracted immediately to to the magnet. And he was saying that a heart that is thankful it's it's like this sandbox. In that people who are not thankful or grateful can go and experience things in life and find nothing to be thankful about in life. But a believer or someone who knows the power and the magnetism of thanksgiving... And not go one day without finding multiple things to be thankful about. It would be Thanksgiving is it's like having that powerful magnet on the sandcastles of life. And an ungrateful person can look through things and not find anything to be thankful about. And yet someone who knows God, cannot go one hour without coming up with a million of things that we should be grateful about. I wanted to, to share with you a psalm that is very meaningful to me, and it's Psalm 100, and let me read it to you a moment. It's a song of praise uh, for the faithfulness of God's people. And it's a beautiful, beautiful psalm. It goes like this. And imagine David in the temple singing this to the Lord. And, And to the people in front of the Lord. He says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing, know that the Lord, He is God, and it is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise, Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Can you imagine the people of God entering the holy temple from the outside with tambourine and guitars, and string instruments, and flutes, and things, and palms, just singing to the Lord. Shout! Shout to the Lord, for He is good, because He is merciful. The psalm is so beautiful, uh, because because it, it calls us to a joyful shout. Who can be silent when you recognize what God has done for us? It calls us to shout with joy. It calls us to serve with gladness. And it calls us to come into his presence with singing. That's what a grateful heart does. We shout to the Lord, we serve the Lord, and we sing to the Lord. Notice that there's nothing quiet about it. There's no such thing as being grateful and being thankful to God and not expressing it. You cannot come into the presence of a God that you recognize is always being with you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of life and not want to serve Him, and not want to honor Him, and not want to shout His name, and not want to bow down, and not want to to proclaim Him to all people, and to sing the songs that are worshipful to the Lord. A grateful heart cannot avoid but to explode in praise before the God of heaven and earth. And notice that It's also an intelligent kind of worship. It's not just worship God because you feel like worshiping. It says, why we worship Him, or who is it that we worship? It says, He is God. Why we worship Him? Because He has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture, and He takes care of His sheep. The psalm tells us who we should be singing and praising and serving, and why we should be singing and praising and serving. Our being and our well-being is caught up and bound in God's grace toward us. And then it, it tells us that we are to enter the gates of the temple. You know, I don't know whether you're thankful for this place. Okay? We could have ended up, in a hotel lobby somewhere, which is something we looked at. We could have ended up disbanded. We could have ended up in all kinds of places. And we did not. Because the grace of God opened doors so that I could call this church And this church, though they have said no before, this time that I called, they said yes. And look at where we are. And and the thing that sometimes concerns me is that we will get too comfortable in this beautiful place and not recognize that one day we need to have our own home still. Sometimes I wonder if it would have been better for us to end up in a place where we don't fit or are not comfortable to move us. Sometimes I'm concerned we'll get too comfortable in this place and not recognize the importance of still walking through our wilderness after God. God, the psalm says that we are to enter His gates. Enter the doors of his church with thanksgiving. Enter the courts, whether the courts of the women or the men or the priests. Enter the courts with praise. It tells us that as long as we are receivers of mercy, we must be givers of thanks and praise. And we are to bless our God's name, His character, and His person. Listen, we don't always receive good stuff. Life is full of pitfalls. Life is full of times that are hard. there's still a reminder that I thank God to be alive. Even the hard times remind me that I'm still God's man and that I'm still to serve Him no matter what the circumstances are. Not because what He does, but because of who He is. And so the psalm says, bless His name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. In whatever we do, we are to know that God is God. We're not alone. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? And so, as we come to Thanksgiving Day, I encourage you to look at this song. perhaps even read it today when you gather with family or friends, perhaps read it to them. Perhaps that's how you should begin your prayer and your praise and your meditation today. Read it so that everyone knows why we are grateful. And serve the Lord and enter his gates and come into his courts with a heart that is amazingly open. Because unless your heart is open, he can't fill it. He will not fill a closed heart. But when your heart is open, he will fill you He will fill you with his presence and his Holy Spirit. And you will be the richer for it. So I don't know how we cannot thank the Lord and praise his name. In every situation, in every place, in every condition, and with whomever. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is abundant, and his truth endures forever. Amen? Amen. So let us have grateful hearts, not complaining hearts. Stand with me, please.